Welcome to Keith Knight, Don't Tread on Anyone and the Libertarian Institute. This is a message to a man I greatly admire, Jimmy Dore. There is a lot of fundamental overlap in the progressive view of the world and the libertarian view. This is more or less referred to as the exploitation agreement. He, there are five keys to this agreement. One, there was a small, unjust, parasitic ruling class ruling over the masses. Two, the ruling class is ideologically held together by its interest in keeping the system of exploitation ongoing. Only an increase in class consciousness by the exploited can remedy this. Rulers never willingly retreat or give up their Power. Three, an ideological superstructure, media, education, advertising, courts, property rights system, police, exist to keep the ruling class in power. Four, the ruling class has an inherent tendency to be corrupted, concentrated, and centralized. Point number five, inherent corruption plus more centralization equals more instability, resulting in a crumbling of the system, giving rise to a mass realization or class consciousness by the exploited that an unjust system of exploitation should be replaced by a system of cooperation and mutual benefit. The exploitation disagreement lies in who the exploiters are. The libertarian says the exploiters are not. Business owners, the rich, the 1%, whites, men, capitalists, investors, etc. The exploiters are those who achieve their ends violently in non-contractual, non-consensual ways. This means all government, by definition, and those who initiate aggression, regardless of income or status, are the ones engaged in exploitation. So, let's say you're a very poor rapist, murderer, or thief, you are engaged in exploitation, maybe to a much smaller degree, but still what makes you inherently bad is you're not interacting with people in a civilized, morally just way that respects their right to self-ownership. So um, owning a business gives people the option to work for you. Maybe they want to, maybe they don't. We don't believe you have the right to be hired uh, or uh, forced to associate with people who you don't want. For the same reason customers have the right to disassociate, businesses have the right to disassociate, and employees have the right to disassociate with uh, people. So if it's okay for me to produce nothing, it's okay for me to produce something and charge people for it and profit. The rich, well, uh, if you make $36,000 annually and you live in America, you're in the 1% of uh, the world's uh, wealthiest people doesn't make you terrible. Uh, whites, yes, uh, engaged in slavery, racism, and exploitation. Uh, other races have also done this. Slavery's been around since the beginning of time. It's not men, even though men were in a position of power. Uh, men were subject to the draft, which is one of the worst forms of forced labor, also known as enslavement. Capitalists, yes, sometimes make profit. Well, sometimes they lose it. But just making profit doesn't make you bad. For example, it cost me 50 cents in gasoline to get to work and I make $100 a day at work. I've profited off of the customers and the uh, business owner. That doesn't make me a terrible uh, person. Investing, well, uh, anytime you do anything, you're sort of investing your time. Maybe you won't get a return on investment. You are engaged in risk and uh, sometimes... Uh, even if you don't work and you're a stay-at-home mom and you acquire money without necessarily performing a lot of labor or creating uh, profit for others, 
Well, there's nothing wrong with that so long as you're engaged in a voluntary agreement. The reason libertarians so often criticize government, one organization out of all the organizations in the world, is there is something unique about government making it worthy of unique criticism that would not apply to families, organizations, companies, businesses, corporations, churches, uh, etc., or uh, charities. From Anatomy of the State by a professor from University of Nevada, Las Vegas, Murray Rothbard, he says, The state is that organization in society which attempts to maintain a monopoly of the use of force and violence in a given territorial area. In particular, it is the only organization in society that obtains its revenue not by voluntary contribution or payment for services rendered, but by Coercion. In other words, if you or I engaged in war, it would be rightly seen as mass murder. If we tried to conscript people to work for us against our will, we'd, it would be correctly seen as slavery. If we tried to issue taxes to people, we'd be clearly seen as uh, extortionists. Lysander Spooner, the abolitionist from the 1860s, says, Government is in reality established by the few, and these few assume the consent of all the rest without any such consent being actually given, author uh, Chase Rachels of Spontaneous Order, the capitalist case for a stateless society, says, The illegitimacy of the state rests on the fact that it exercises control over resources that its agents never acquired through original appropriation or voluntary exchange, and it does so without the consent of the rightful owners of said resources. The progressive who sees the world as a constant battle between the oppressor and the oppressed will often focus on things like racism, sexism, xenophobia, even nationalism sometimes. Uh, Anti-racism, or this sort of idea that some people have more rights than others or should be treated inherently differently, is just a uh, different form of the philosophy of collectivism. Uh, to quote uh, Ron Paul, racism is simply an ugly form of collectivism. The mindset that views humans strictly as members of groups rather than individuals. In 1963, Ayn Rand wrote an article titled Racism, where she says, Racism is the lowest, most crudely primitive form of collectivism. It is the notion of ascribing moral, social, or political significance to a man's genetic lineage. The notion that a man's intellectual and characterological traits are produced and transmitted by his internal body chemistry, which means in practice that a man is to be judged not by his own character and actions, but by the character and actions of a collective of ancestors. Racism claims that the content of a man's mind, not his cognitive apparatus, but its content is inherited, that a man's convictions, values, and character are determined before he is born by physical factors beyond his control. This is the caveman's version of the doctrine of innate ideas or of inherited knowledge, which has been thoroughly refuted by philosophy and science. Racism is a doctrine of, by, and for brutes. One of the main topics progressives have been focusing on is voter suppression. So if you need to get a license to vote, well, you have to go to the DMV, you have to wait in line, you have to have your birth certificate and all your papers and have the right signatures and all these things. And then on the day you vote, you have to have that license with you. What this is going to do is decrease significantly the number of people who are able to vote and get their voice heard. And uh, it also disproportionately affects, uh, uh, you know, blacks, Hispanics, uh, people who are impoverished and uh, people who have less opportunities 
what the libertarian does is it takes this principle of if you raise the cost or you raise the hurdles of entry and it applies them to the field of economics with regard to the healthcare industry, the technology industry, the food industry, and uh, the agricultural industry. The more licenses and regulations you have, the fewer people you will have who are able to enter a certain realm and provide a product or service to sell to customers. So we can see the drastic increase in regulation that has uh, taken place. It's uh, th There's a lot more hurdles today than there were in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. These are just more things that you can get tripped up on. What this means is there will be fewer companies. This means more oligopolies. This means less competition. This means higher prices. This means consumers have less options of where to shop. This means more income inequality. This means uh, employees have fewer options as to where to work. This means fewer people can open their own business and compete with the big guys and have a trial and error system of trying to uh, please consumers. Uh, so for the same reason, uh, you would uh, not like anything that suppressed the vote through uh, regulating voters. We're against regulating those same people in the economic realm because it stops them from pursuing their happiness and uh, giving, uh, g giving their uh, ideas a uh, shot in the marketplace. The first principle of libertarianism is self-ownership, the idea that people own their own bodies because with regard to others, they have the best claim to it. So, maybe uh, there are a lot of people who would be more productive if they were enslaved, or we could be happier if we could vote on what people should do with their life and their money and their property. The libertarian says... People own their own bodies. They have the right to pursue their happiness in any way they like so long as they don't violate the self-ownership principles of others and their justly acquired property. But if we just take the principles of self-ownership, we can see why it, at first it seems like there's a ton of different um, uh, ideas that libertarians land on. Some are on the left, some are in the center, some are on the right. We can see that all of these ideas actually stem from the belief in self-ownership. So the fact that a lot of uh, libertarians are anti-immigration custom enforcement agency, well, they are a coercively funded organization and claim the right to initiate aggression against peaceful people who are not uh, causing anyone any harm. Uh, they're anti-police brutality for the same reason uh, we are anti-any brutality, whether it's the police or the Catholic Church or Congress or men or Asians or women, any demographic. We just take that principle and apply it also to the police, saying that, hey, we uh, all have the same rights. Uh, Pro-sex work, this means that any two consenting adults can engage in uh, consensual uh, capitalist acts. So if two people have the right to uh, have sex with each other, adding money into that situation uh, does not change the morality of the situation. Whether you lo uh, love it, hate it, or some somewhere in between, you can choose to not associate with people, choose not to do business with them, but you don't have the right to put someone in a cage, make it against the law, and shoot them if they resist for engaging in this uh, peaceful transaction. Um, a lot of uh, libertarians are pro-BLM uh, because they are a uh, lot of well-meaning individuals in that group where uh, they see the uh, unjust actions taken by uh, police officers uh, telling you uh, how to act in such a way that if you told a police officer what to do, it you'd be seen as a terrible terrorist if you just went up to an officer and said, 
Officer, I see you have a gun. I'm very scared. Don't move. And then if the officer moved, uh, you just shoot the cop. Well, uh, I, I saw he had a gun and I was scared. Uh, for the same reason we wouldn't uh, accept that from cops, we would uh, stand with a uh, large number of uh, BLM uh, activists on uh, on that topic. Anti-war, not because it's sometimes wasteful or some people get rich. It, we're anti-war because war involves initiating violence, uh, largely against uh, innocent civilians, and is uh, funded by theft. Anti-corporate bailout because it involves uh, coercively taking money from A and giving to B. Uh, Pro-union. So you have the right to unionize. You have the right to have conditions on where where uh, you will work. We won't work for one penny under X amount for anyone who's been with the company for 5, 10, 15 years. Unionizing is a totally voluntary activity. Pro-strike, if you don't want to go into work and you want to convince others to do the same, well, you have the right to not work. To disagree with that is to... Uh, believe in slavery. Anti-FBI. The FBI is coercively funded and claims the right to initiate violence against peaceful people. Anti-National Security Agency. Coercively funded uh, spies on people in such ways that uh, it would be seen as totally controlling, evil, and unjust if any other organization did it. I mean, if you just take what the NSA does to the citizens and apply it to a boyfriend doing it to his girlfriend, you'd see the guy as a total tyrant who you'd never want to associate with. Uh, Anti-central intelligence, again, engages in uh, torture, has its own assassination manual, uh, constantly lies, commits perjury, coercively funded, terrible organization, out of line with the self-ownership principles. Pro-mutual aid, uh, pr support in uh, people collectively organizing to uh, assist people who may be in vulnerable situations, maybe having voluntary uh, insurance agencies, and uh, anti-drug war. Not because it's against the establishment or anything, simply it violates the principle of self-ownership. If you want to put something into your body and you're not initiating violence against peaceful people to do it, you have the right to do it because you own your body. To understand why libertarians support separation of economy and state, you can just take your own justifications for why you would oppose separation of church and state. So what if I said that I run a religious organization that teaches the, the Ten Commandments, thou shall not murder. It's very important people know these things. We have religious education, we bring people together, we create camaraderie, we have gorgeous buildings and gorgeous architecture that stimulate the economy, and therefore the church has the right to tax you and make laws that you have to abide by or else you go to church jail. And your kids have to attend church school and you have to fund church school because you indirectly benefit from it. And if kids are found to not be attending church school, well, then you're going to go to jail. If you don't fund us, you also go to jail. This would be seen as illegitimate, not because churches don't actually create any value. It would be unjust because you are coercing someone into doing something against their own conscience and they are acting peacefully. Of course, if someone's murdering, raping, trying to enslave or trying to kidnap someone, then you have the right to defend yourself from the aggressors. But for the same reason, we should have separation of religion and society. You can do anything you want. You can have fundraisers, you can build churches, you can have people uh, manufacture Bibles and distribute them far and wide. You can call people and try to get them into your church. You can provide all these incentives. What you can't do is force someone, a threat violence against a, 
a peaceful person for not attending your church or uh, engaging in it. All we do is take the principle of separation of church and state and apply it to virtually all realms of society. Progressives will often determine whether a candidate is good or bad based on whether or not they are pro or anti Worker. So uh, the reason the libertarian does not uh, focus on this too much is because there's not much of a clear line. For example, if you have a business owner or an investor or an entrepreneur, they engage in a lot of work. For example, they have to come up with the idea of what to sell, where to set up shop, whether it's in the city, whether it's in a rural area, maybe it's overseas, who to hire based on what criteria uh, they should hire people. Managing, of course, uh, can be a lot of work, uh, in what quantity to produce things, uh, how to get the startup capital, where to invest it, how much to invest at what time, and uh, when it's, you should be uh, reinvesting money in uh, future products or services, and what quantity to which demographic. There is a lot of work in, quote, owning a business. But the Libertarian also supports worker cooperatives because uh, they are uh, involved in voluntarily pooling resources and voting on how you want the workplace to, uh, uh, to, to be run. So a worker cooperative is a cooperative that is owned and self-managed by its workers. Nothing anti-libertarian about that. Nothing anti-self-ownership about that. Another reason you uh, wouldn't uh, necessarily want to focus on workers and non-workers is there's a lot of non-workers who um, just deserve charity, who uh, are uh, worthy of being members of mutual aid societies who don't work. But I think it's still important to uh, support those people. Being a worker is also arbitrary and an unprincipled approach to uh, how you would determine whether or not someone is uh, engaged in just or unjust behavior. There's a lot of congressmen, a lot of Enron employees, a lot of Wall Street bankers, a lot of people in the military-industrial complex who put in a lot of work. The difference is... They're engaged in unjust uh, actions. So uh, because they advocate and partake in initiating violence against peaceful people, uh, even if they are workers, the libertarian would strongly oppose that. Uh, but uh, they do support contracts between consenting adults, mainly because they have no clue what's best for 7 billion strangers. So if you want to take an internship that pays $0.00 an hour because you want the on-the-job skills that you think you'll get from the internship... The libertarian might say, that's a terrible idea. Come work for me instead. Go work for this other organization. Here's how to increase your skills, to increase your productivity. That's why uh, you shouldn't take this job. You can do any peaceful approach to stopping someone from engaging in a contract you don't like, but you don't have the right to forcibly stop two consenting adults from engaging in a transaction. I spent, what, uh, 16 years unpaid labor in uh, school and... <laughs> That was okay. So, uh, yeah, it, it's okay to uh, uh, not support something like minimum wage legislation, which outlaws two people from engaging in voluntary associations. And, uh, well, by the way, one of the my uh, favorite places to shop at is a worker cooperative in Arizona, Winco Food. So this is not some pie-in-the-sky thing, but uh, the uh, libertarian would still oppose something like state unions or the Occupational Safety and Health Administration because... They advocate initiating violence against what would otherwise be a uh, voluntary contract between consenting adults, just to reiterate, voluntary unions, pro-libertarian. Worker cooperatives, libertarian strikes, no one has the right to force you to work, you have the right to negotiate, and 
uh, motivate others to negotiate, so they're pro-strike and they're pro-competition. The more competition there is, the less regulation, the fewer lower uh, barriers to entry, then uh, employees will have more options, and this will bid up the price of labor. So uh, that is why the libertarian focuses less on pro-worker, anti-worker, proletariat, bourgeoisie, and much more on the violence versus voluntarism spectrum of uh, society. Just imagine if the Catholic Church was saying, no one can go into business or have contracts with other people unless you get permission from the Catholic Church so we can make sure you're protected. Well, whether or not their motives are you know, just or unjust, you still would not have the right to coercively interfere with people engaged in voluntary interactions. Best thing to do is offer them uh, peaceful alternatives. Another thing that uh, progressives primarily focus on is the number of people who want something. Libertarians also do not spend a lot of time on this, mainly because by every metric, the majority of citizens of all countries are ignorant regarding politics, economics, history, logic, morality, and civics. So for the same reason, on a plane, you wouldn't vote on how to fly it. You would just have, you know, one or two people making all the decisions. What matters is if people are on the plane voluntarily and if the plane and airline is funded voluntarily. This work is reiterated in, um, or rather this thesis is reiterated in things like uh, The Elephant in the Brain by uh, economist Robin Hanson and Kevin Simler. Economist Brian Kaplan in his book The Myth of the Rational Voter, Why Democracies Choose bad policies. There's the famous Henry Ford quote, if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Sometimes it's okay to have some inequality in decision-making, so long as you have the freedom to disassociate with uh, very powerful people and in a book uh, Against Democracy by uh, Jason Brennan. There are two ways you can achieve your ends in life from the libertarian point of view. A uh, number of uh, authors have used this uh, differently. Donald J. Boudreau says there are coercivists and voluntar voluntarists, people who believe in using coercion to achieve their ends and people who believe in using voluntarism and persuasion to achieve their ends. So whether it's uh, how you want to get married, how you want to have lunch, where you want to be in 5, 10, 15 years, or how you want to end world hunger, you can either... Uh, take the voluntary approach or the coercive approach. Again, what makes government unique is they claim the right to initiate violence against peaceful people, something that if any of us did, we would be rightly thrown in jail. The economist Henry Hazlitt says, the private sector of the economy is in fact the voluntary sector and the public sector is in fact the coercive sector. The economist Murray Rothbard said, there are two and only two ways that an economy can be Organized. One is by freedom and voluntary choice, the way of the market. The other is by force and dictation, the way of the state. The sociologist Franz Oppenheimer wrote in his book, The State, I propose in the following discussion to call one's own labor and the equivalent exchange of one's own labor for the labor of others, the economic means for the satisfaction of needs, while the unrequited appropriation of the labor of others will be called the political means. This is a widely accepted idea going back a couple hundred years. If we look at two policies uh, Jimmy has been big in promoting recently, universal basic income and modern monetary theory, both of these are totally possible in the libertarian voluntarist society. So someone, for example, the door company, can print currency at will. Under government, however, when there is a state 
only the bankers or the state is granted a currency monopoly. This uh, was done in uh, in America in 1913, where uh, Woodrow Wilson declared the Federal Reserve to have a monopoly on printing money. Uh, the idea that uh, it was for the people or to end panics has been debunked by people like uh, one of the guys who was at the meeting to plan the Federal Reserve System, Frank Vanderlip, in the Saturday Evening Post in February of 1935 in an article titled that he wrote, From Farm Boy to Financier. Even things like Medicare for All, totally in line with libertarian principles, so long as it's done voluntarily. The only reason we oppose Medicare is people don't have the right to opt out. It would be no different than Blue Cross Blue Shield saying, we're actually going to force everyone to fund our organization, but we'll also, you know, uh, choose which health care to give you in return, and then it'll be free once you're uh, forced to pay us. If we catch you not paying, well, then we'll put you in a cage and shoot you if you resist. But just pay and uh, you'll get uh, free health care. It would uh, probably be as low quality as the free guaranteed universal protection the police give us and uh, everything else. Uh, VA scandals and all that. Look, whether you like it or don't like it, all the libertarian says is have principles that allow me to opt out and allow you to opt out of associating with people or organizations we don't uh, find value in. So the libertarian doesn't divide people based on rich versus poor, bourgeoisie versus proletariat, man versus woman, black versus white, American versus Russian. These are all arbitrary differences, a principal difference which the libertarian uh, judges, actions, or people, or groups of people, is based on whether or not they achieve their ends violently or voluntarily, regardless of how rich they are. Some people are poor and then rich, and some people are rich compared to people in Haiti. Some people were rich in the 1800s, but poor compared to now. This is not really a principled approach to judging whether or not society is acting in a just way or uh, an unjust way. The reason libertarians don't place a high value on democracy or voting is because the existence of people voting on things does not automatically lead to higher quality, lower prices, or an increase in accessibility over time to people at lower income levels. So one of the things that all of these various products and services have in common, uh, for those listening, there is a microphone, television, car, books, cell phones, neurological exams, science... Red Robin, Seinfeld, Adele, laptops, cameras, routers, Brian Regan, and pilots. What these all have in common is a great deal of inequality. A very small amount of people control the vast majority of output that we get in these industries. I'm not sure if Seinfeld would be a better show if we were allowed to vote on how it was made or if we all voted on how cars were made, or if we all voted on how comedy was done, if comedy would be better, if we voted on what songs should be written and how they should be written, I don't think music would be better or the t television would not have improved in quality and lowered in price if everyone was able to vote on it. So voting is not inherently good. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Uh, just uh, make sure you are uh, cooperating voluntarily. The economist at Georgetown, Jason Brennan, says, The problem with political decisions isn't that most of us don't get our way. It's also that these decisions are usually imposed on us against our will by threats of 
Violence. Democracy as we practice it is unjust. We expose innocent people to high degrees of risk because we put their fate in the hands of ignorant, misinformed, irrational, biased, and sometimes immoral decision makers. Another uh, go-to uh, principle that progressives have is, if you don't have a vagina, you don't get to make laws regulating them. In other words, if you're not in a position to bear the cost of what might happen with this legislation or this policy, well, you should not be involved in the decision-making process. All we have to do is take that principle and apply it consistently. Jeff Berwick says, let's think even bigger. If you aren't me, you don't get to make laws regulating me so long as Berwick is not initiating violence against any uh, peaceful person or uh, consenting adults. Progressives often focus on the uh, value of equality. Some people not having any rights no one else has. Uh, we could take this and apply it to government. So uh, an extreme example of inequality would be 535 congressmen coercively controlling 330 million Americans. This is the root of inequality. This is a perfect example of it. So by the principle of equality, the libertarian would say, I don't have the right to rule you and you don't have the right to rule me. I can't force you to fund anything. You can't force me to fund anything or spend my time doing. We could incentivize each other, but neither of us has the right to rule or initiate aggression against the other person. If one of us initiates violence, well then anyone else uh, whether they're a security guard or just a bystander, has the right to repel any aggressors. This is all in line with the principle of equality. Libertarianism being based on the philosophy of self-ownership and consent sees this as the moral difference between things like sex and rape, a job and slavery, a transaction and robbery. They just take that principle and apply it to all groups, whether they're uh, Amazon, Walmart, or Congress, or the Catholic Church, or the Church of Scientology. So the freedom and equality principle do go hand and hand. A just society should embrace equality and freedom. Equality meaning all humans are created equal insofar as you don't have the right to initiate violence against a peaceful person or their justly acquired property. All interactions should be uh, consensual. Lou Rockwell, the uh, famous libertarian, says, We don't oppose the state's wars because they'll be counterproductive or overextend the state's forces. We oppose them because mass murder based on lies can never be morally acceptable. There has long been an effort to align libertarians and leftists, going back to uh, authors like Samuel Konkin in his book The New Libertarian Manifesto and an agorist primer, a collection of essays called Markets Not Capitalism, published by the Center for a Stateless Society, uh, a organization I belong to, the Libertarian Institute, published a left libertarian Sheldon Richmond's book, What Social Animals Owe to Each Other. Uh, one of my uh, friends on Twitter said, the Jimmy Dore type of leftist, the ones who are anti-state but also support social safety nets, could have most to everything they want in an anarchist society in the form of mutual aid societies. Those are the type of leftists that are worth reaching out to, unlike neo-liberals. I want to thank Jimmy Dore for all his courage and excellent work, and thank you for watching Keith Knight, Don't Tread on Anyone, and the Libertarian Institute.